podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Duncan is here to keep you running with a much-needed taste of normal. To work, home, or work from home with the coffee you like just the way you like it. Whether that's a small hot black coffee, your daily 2 p.m. latte, or a bacon, egg, and cheese croissant and a medium iced coffee with oat milk, one sugar, two pumps of caramel, one pump hazelnut, a swirl of French vanilla, and a shot of espresso. I call it my p.m. pep rally. You should really try it. Whatever it is that gets you running, Dunkin's got you and always will. America runs on Dunkin'. It's up to 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go and here's Ozil, Lacazette, Ozil! Yo! This is a melody. Baby, welcome to the party. I'm off the Myers in the lead, that's why I'm over retarded. That's why I'm over retarded. Baby, welcome to the party. Huh? I hit the boy up and then I go skating around it. Baby, welcome to the party. Pick some of that. Give me lit. Give me lit. Got no money. Got no money. One in the head. One in the head. Send him a clip. Send him a clip. Baby. Baby, baby. Baby, don't trip. Baby, don't trip. Just lower your tone. Hello, welcome to another Touchy Goodness podcast. My name is Lewis and I'm joined by two of my usuals. I've got the two Dan's, German and Nigerian. I hope you guys are made up this week. How are you doing, chaps? All good, yeah, all good man. We, 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 we bonded this week over our um, disdain for Arteta's tactics, innit? <laughs> so, some, something we can all get behind, I, I think. And uh, we, We've got Leo coming back on the pod. Leo, how are you doing, man? After, uh, I would say, a brief hiatus, but I can't remember the last time you were on a pod. I can't. I've been so busy. I don't even know what's going on. I don't. I don't Man's been so busy. He's been just posting selfies on Instagram, doing ra- rapping videos on Instagram. You know, it's, it's been a long time since I posted a rapping video. You know, I might actually get my pen out. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I might have to get my pen out. How, how you doing anyway? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Good, good. Um, it's nice to have you on. And we've got uh, Karis on as well. Many of you might know him as AFC underscore Karis on Twitter. Oh, I think that is. Yeah. Have I got yeah. that right, Karis? Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Welcome to the pod, man. It's great to have you on. I'm hoping that you're going to, well, along with Leo, I'm hoping you're going to provide us with a little bit more of a, a, a positive balance. Um, I need some. I'll try, I'll try my best in it. That's it. I'll try. I, I, I need something. I need something. I'm someone who can go either way. Do you know what I mean? Like, I need someone okay. to convince me. Yeah. So d- try your best. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot to talk about. Before we do uh, get get into nitty gritty of things, uh, just to let you guys know that... Um, There'll be more Patreon content released this week. So if you haven't signed up to the Patreon yet, you can do so. The link will be in the bio. Um, loads of content on there already. So if you want a, a Patreon, 
then sign up if you are then big up you lot because you'll get your answer you'll get your questions answered at the end of the pod um uh yeah follow us on twitter we've got our instagram now as well this pod won't be on youtube because leah has been a bit of a, a bit of a fraud and don't want to go on cam but um never mind never mind it won't be on youtube uh and join our discord server as well which is the touchdown Frackers discord server and uh you could well you can you can you can subscribe to touchdown Frackers on youtube anyway and find out the rest of the, the videos even if even if this one isn't going to be on it anyway guys let's um get into uh the leicester game which um i mean it's been fucking i'll tell you what i'll tell you i'll tell you where i'm coming from in this year it's um I can't remember. I think this is probably Arteta's first meltdown, first live meltdown from the fans, I guess. I don't think he's had one yet. Not full-scale meltdown, at least, anyway. And um, for, for, for Arsenal standards, that's quite an achievement in itself, the fact that he's gone 10 months without having a, a full-scale meltdown, um, except except for the transfer window, which wasn't really his fault. But um, it's, it's, it's quite a success that, you know, he's got this far... And now all the, the wheels seem to be coming, seem to be falling off a little bit. And um, I'm going to need Karis and Leo to, to swing me the other side. But um, let, let's, let's talk about the actual lineup itself for the Leicester game, because I, I think we got some of the things we wanted and, and then some of the things we didn't quite want. So obviously we all wanted Partey to start, but maybe that midfield three of Ceballos and Xhaka along with Partey was a bit... I mean, there were some raised eyebrows. We didn't have we didn't have Aubameyang in 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 his favor in, in the position we want him to play. Um, Karis, since you're since you're making your debut today, I'll give you the floor on this. What was your initial thoughts when you uh, first saw the lineup? Um, well, obviously, you know, we were all excited to see Partey start because you know he didn't start against City, which is understandable. But he had a few training sessions, then he came into the game, so it was good to see him. Um, yeah, as you said, it was a bit confusing to see Aubameyang on the right just because, you know, it's not somewhere that he's really played since pre-season. The last one I remember was against Barca in pre-season. He played on the right. And he did all right but in I, that game, actually, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, to be fair, he didn't do that bad. But it's like, you know, he's not played there in ages. And we know that when he's cutting off the left, he can be a bit effective. Well, maybe not in the last few games, but in general, because his Arsenal career, he's been effective coming off the left. So it was a bit strange to see that happen. And then... Who else was in the lineup in the front three? I'm trying to remember. So was it Bamiang? Saka. Saka. Um, yeah, Saka on the left, which, you know, he's fine there, but we could have easily put him on the right, like the last Leicester fixture where, you know, he did whatever he did to Johnny Evans and then we scored. So that could have happened. Um, then Lacazette starting, which everyone knows my hate for Lacazette. Or I wouldn't say hate because it's a strong word, but you can't hold the ball. Let me get your let, yeah, I think we we all we all hate Lacazette here. Leo was holding on to Laka for a while. Like you're saying, I, I gave him six months. I gave him six months. Wait, you gave him six months to. to I gave him six months. Listen, you yeah. were saying Laka's not that slow. He's not that slow. And then you finally, he's not. He's not that slow. He really from, isn't. But from, he's a bit of a turkey. I'll give you that. He's not that slow though. Used to be me. He's the most well, unathletic striker we've ever had. Yep, I agree. He is. <laughs> so like, how is that not slow? That is slow. That is no, slow. It's relative to other players in the league. He's actually not that slow. Like statistically, relative speaking, to who? Other players in the league. So relative to other players in the league, he actually isn't that slow. Top speed wise, maybe, 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 maybe over like five yards. I don't know the, the timing over five yards. I can't tell you that. 
but generally top speed wise, he's not that slow. Do you ever yeah. see him? Do you ever see him get to his top speed? I, I don't well, know. That's that's the problem. How the often? How still. often does he get there? How often does he get there? I don't know. But if he's sprinting and he's top speed and the other players are top speed, I've not seen not like a sprint relatively speed. That's low. Yeah, yeah. No, I see it all the time. You don't exaggerate. <laughs> he sprinted last game. Stop it, man. He's I ain't seen it. I ain't seen it since 2017, bro. What? Open your eyes, bro. Watch properly. He's really sprinting. I'm not saying it's good. He's a turkey. You need to sell him, but he's not that slow. Okay. And anyway, Leo, what was your thoughts on the on the lineup itself? Do you uh, did you agree with Karis's sentiments that it was you know a bit a bit uh, a bit surprising in some aspects? It was uh, in some to some degree. I understand it. It was a bit, it was quite surprising. Ober on the right, Ober for the last what five games, four games, four or five games has been pff, trash. I, it, there's I, I love Ober, but there's no other way to put it except for the fact that he's been poor. So. The manager tried something different. So like, cool, you've been poor on the left. Let's see you on the right. Let's see what, let's see what happens. And give <laughs> give, give that a go because, because the left obviously isn't working out for you. Hopefully, the next game he shifts into the centre because the right didn't work out for him. We'll see. He'll play um, a fucking left back before he plays centre forward, mate. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'm happy to see Partey, although we didn't play through him at all. But, you know, it is what it is. He was, he was on the pitch. It was nice to see him. What he did get to do was good. Uh, Xhaka's role was was a bit mad. Yeah, he was he was... It's really, really deep. It was, it was really strange to see. Um, yeah. Besides that, Saka on the left is cool. I'm, I'm cool to play Saka on left wing. I prefer him to be third midfielder, but I'm not, I'm not the manager. So yeah, it was cool. It was, it was confusing, but to some degree, I could understand some of the thought process behind it. And, and I think, I think for the first half, we kind of bit our lip a bit because the performance first half was. Better than what we've seen. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get too excited about it, you know, because it's it. Oh, oh it Come on, man. Yeah, because um, I don't think it was. You know, it's it's only good in relation to what you've seen before. We weren't outstanding. You know, we we created a few chances, and and um, I know we're starved of chances at the moment, like in in this team. So we kind of overdo it a little bit when we create two good chances. But you know, com- compared to what we've seen. I bit my lip a little bit. I didn't like the balance of of that midfield at all. I said it early doors. I don't understand why Sabaos is playing right wing back. You know me. I'm a, I'm a Sabaos fanboy. I, lo- I love Danny. Yeah. But I mean, if you want him to be doing what he was doing in that game, play Maitland-Niles, play Willock, even play fucking El Nenny over him. Because what you were asking him to do makes no fucking sense. It's makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah, basically just covering Bellerin just in case it just uh, on on the tr- as a transitional threat, and you don't need Sabaos to do that. So, for me, <clears throat> I would have much preferred to see Sabaos in the team over Xhaka. Or you know what, I would have even I would have even taken the like Sabaos not playing in that game because I don't think he was he was needed particularly. But you know what, I bit my lip because you know what, first half we were we were doing all right. You know, Louise was pivotal to what we were doing. Um, and you know we made a few chances, so let's get into the chances themselves. Um, th- was the first big one we had was the lacquer one? Was that the the, the, the lacquer no, one? No, it was. I think there was a floated ball over the top, and then Bellerin kind of tried to take it down, but it went off his chest. Off and his just, chest, yeah, 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 yeah. I, th- I think I was a little bit harsh with that one because um, I, initially I thought it was a bad touch from him, but I think it was quite a difficult ball to receive. But you know, he he was getting into decent positions, wasn't he? So, um, what what? Uh, let me go to you, um, Nigerian Dan. What did you think of um 
the first half performance and what were we doing right? And, you know, was you, was you impressed overall by it? To be honest, I thought it was refreshing, I would say, um, in terms of the football that we've seen, because obviously we weren't, we still weren't really playing through the middle, but I personally don't mind that as long as you're still able to fashion chances and, and, and be balanced in the attack. And I think the first half is probably the first time this season where we've actually been able to sort of do things on both sides of the pitch. Um, and you saw Louise doing those sprays to the right and to the left to Bellerin and Tierney. Um, I, did, I did think it was questionable what Arteta was doing in terms of having our fullbacks pushed that high up the pitch. Really, like for me, I, I've, I've, I've always wondered why we've never tried to get Pepe making those sort of runs that Bellerin uh, was making uh, in behind. So when uh, Pepe and Bellerin are played together, it's normally Bellerin comes inside um, and Pepe goes outside or vice versa. But it's always, always, always Bellerin, the one that receives the ball in behind on that right side. Whereas on the left, you sometimes get a Bamian going in behind. You sometimes get Maitland-Niles going in behind. You sometimes get Saka going in behind. But I thought, I thought it was quite good that we did have some variation to the attack. Um, I know people have mentioned uh, Louise was being the main orchestrator. But for me, I don't personally see a problem with that. Because if you have someone with the passing range of David Luiz, you might as well utilise it. Like Liverpool is one of their weapons that they use Van Dijk. Um, and yeah, to spray to spray the ball um, to the fullbacks to 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 Mane and Salah. So I did like that, but what I would say is that it was very one-dimensional um, the way we tried to build uh, play. Like I didn't think that we did too many different things. It was really and truly that ball over the top was our only way of creating chances. So whilst I say it's refreshing, I do think that there, there is a lot that we need to build on in terms of breaking down teams with with deep blocks. Yeah, I think I think the Louise thing was quite interesting because um I mean on his day, listen, I'm no Louise fan. I think he's a fucking liability at the best of times. But um we can't deny the fact that he is an extraordinary passer from centre back. Like some of the passes he was pulling out of his ass in that game were ridiculous. Like we've I don't think we've ever seen passing like that. At our club, in terms of like from from centre back, I can't think of any defenders who have been that good on the ball, and um, it was it was quite good to to see. But um, what what did you um, Dan Nigerian Dan? What did you think about um, our over reliance maybe on on Louise and and sh- should we have had a, an alternative or a backup plan? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, I thought I just thought it was very strange um, that he was the only one making those passes. Like, you do have um, a player in Thomas Partey who's able to play those those balls as well, and I think he's the one who actually played that ball to Bellerin um, initially, the one that came off his chest that wasn't Louise. And I thought we just ignored him way too much in this match. So, like, you saw it against. Um, Oh, I can't even remember the name of the team that we played uh, in Europa. Ra- Rapid Vienna. Rapid Vienna. Yeah. Um, you saw it against them that when he's on the ball, he's able to to be players on a dribble. He's able to to pass bet- uh, through the lines, um, and I thought that we could have used him a lot more than what we did. Um, he's got the variation there to be able to do short passes, 
um, to be able to beat players on the dribble, to be able to spray those balls as well. So I thought it was very strange that we bought someone like him and we're playing someone like him. And then we we basically ignored him in the centre of the park. I just didn't, I didn't really like that. I think Leicester did do a good job about marking uh, marking him and sort of cutting the passing lanes. But what I found was that our players were sort of reluctant to trust him under that pressure. And I feel like he's good enough that you can pass to him under pressure. And most of the time he will get him space, get himself a, a, a yard of space to, to, to be able to create new angles. So I, I, I didn't think we were brave enough really in what we were trying to do and was very much reliant on Louise, as you said. Did, did so, you think that... Go on, Leo. Yeah, Dan, I'm going to ask you and put you on the spot a bit. So why do you think that was the case? So do you feel like Arteta's told them, man, don't pass that ball to Partey to play through ask. the middle? Yeah. Or do you feel like it's an automat- automatism? Is that the word? Whatever. An automatic kind of thing of the team. They've been playing through Xhaka for four, five years. It, it's, it would be very difficult. Partey's come the last, what, two, three weeks? Do you feel like it's something that the team automatically does? That's their de facto go-to to play through Xhaka or it's an instruction from Arteta? I think I think it's a it's I think it's the it's the team more than more than that because I feel like I do uh, I, I saw that like sort of the pass maps and everything like that and it was very you know that shoehorn that everyone uh, horseshoe that everyone keeps um, going on and on about yeah but my thing is I feel like we haven't had midfielders who can receive the ball under pressure in so long probably since Santi Cazula was at the club right and so the team is just used to right if there's someone being marked. I'm not going to pass the ball there because we're going to lose it and then we're going to get transitioned on, which is what we've seen for the past three, three, four years, three, four seasons. So I feel like the team needs to understand that now actually you've got someone that you can sort of fizz those passes to and he can take it on a half turn. He can beat a man and then he can, he can, he can find, find the pass. So I, I think it, it is just a sort of the fear of getting, of losing the ball and getting counted on more than instruction. Because for me, I don't feel like it's by design that you're playing free midfield and you ignore the guy in the middle of the. In the See, I think the, it is, you know. It's same. I, 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 think I, it I is just don't well. get how that's. I don't get how that's possible. I think they're just not. They're not used to playing with a world class midfielder like Party. Like as you said, for the last four seasons since we've not been in Champions League, the profiles we've lost have been crazy. Like we lost Wilshere, we've lost Cazorla. Urzel's out of the squad now. So you've lost all these midfielders that can take up the ball on the half turn, can dribble even if there's pressure there. So they're just not used to pass it to somebody like that, that can take the ball, burst through players with his uh, physicality and his technique and do the rest. So I, I definitely so, agree with, with that, you know, but I've, when, I, when I was looking at the game or when I was watching the game, the, the, very much the first half was um, Arsenal playing and building for the wide areas. So... Partey would be in the middle, and I know he's got this nickname of Octopus. He would be the one that would um, basically, um, when the ball is loose, would initiate the gigging press, and we'd be very good at kind of getting to these spaces and shutting down spaces very quickly, unless they struggle to get out. So I think he was a big part of us being able to stay in the in the final third and really pin Leicester in. So I think his utilization was primary and um, primary and um, for that reason. And then um, in the build-up, um, I think the idea was to go into the wide areas to Ceballos and, and Xhaka equally, which on the pass maps, and then also if you watch the game, of course, you, they were always receiving the ball in the deep wide areas. Um, and so I think that was the plan, to kind of build through them and um, Partey being some sort of a decoy maybe in midfield, because he would... You can't you can't let, the, let that man be by his, by his own, right, if you do opposition. So they always have to put one or maybe two people to kind of 
um, 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 minimize the passing lanes in. So I think the plan was really to build for the wide areas and exploit the wide areas, which we did. And that was through building through Jack and Tobias and using Louise. And also at some times, I think Gabriel's long passing wasn't too great in this game, but he tried a lot of switches too. So we tried to um, um, add verticality to our game from the centre-back position. And Louise did that to an exceptional standard. I think um, Gabriel was okay, um, but we tried that. And um, the, the main weapon we had was um, getting out of Tierney. And even if he didn't get the ball into space, if it was one we wanted, he was quite good at just shifting it and crossing quite quickly. So that was our main and primary way of creating. But that way of creating and building um, completely neglected the middle. So uh, we didn't have any players, um, as you already alluded to, Karis, like we didn't have any players in the, in the half spaces, in the centre of the pitch, turning on the ball and wanting to receive there. And um, why, why this setup was really frustrating for me was because Aubameyang and Saka were both being wide forwards instead of inside forwards. So I would have understood this setup of mm. building the wide areas if you then have um, Aubameyang on the left side and Saka on the right side, both receiving in the half spaces and at least occupying those half spaces, getting more space to Bellerin and Tini equally. Ultimately, Tini's quality still made him create chances, but it just didn't seem like a coherent attack for me. And um, I think we really pinned in Leicester because they were willing to give, a, give away um, possession and just sit in. That was primarily the, the, um, the game plan. And we were also quite good at kind of recycling and um, winning the ball back quickly. But um, ultimately, we didn't create that many chances if we, we were keeping it a buck. We didn't create that I think, many I think we got into some good areas where, you know, chances didn't really come off of them. Like, we got we got Tierney into some amazing areas. We got Bellerin into some really, really good areas. The, the most frustrating thing for me was that we didn't get any of our forwards into great areas. Um you know, like like you said, that that whole the the, the front fee thing was the, the thing that most just didn't make sense to me whatsoever. Like the fact that the fact that the 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 forwards seemed to be more wider than the midfielders, <laughs> and it just it just played into that whole horseshoe thing that we were talking about. And I felt kind of sorry for Jaka and Sabaos because they get a lot of stick after the game. It's like you know, when people bring out these pass maps and it's like, you know, look at Xhaka's only passing in one direction, but it was literally all he could hit. Who else could he play the ball? Who else could he play the ball to? You know, Lacazette, <laughs> I mean, Lacazette, I mean... Uh, he's yeah, something, you know, he's something. <laughs> he, he's but, becoming a huge liability to us, man. Can I add something? Um, I saw from those pass taps as well, it said, you know how they have different categories. I was wondering where it said most progressive passes received and most of them went to Lacazette and that kind of tells you the main issue because of when he gets on the ball, there's this idea that, you know, he's got brilliant hold-up play and stuff and to be honest, when he gets the ball, it doesn't really stick to him like it should with any top-class centre forward. So we lost the ball a lot when it came to him and kind of like in the second half, we stopped passing him. But I wanted to counter something else as well because you know how you said that we weren't creating much chances. I feel like if I have to put it more specifically, we created a lot more in the first half. And I saw the stats. It said that we created 11 chances. but So 11 chances is quite a lot in one match. Like, even in many games under Arteta, we've not even had 11 chances in one game. So it's just kind of surprising that we didn't tuck any away in the first half. And eventually, we were made to pay in the second half where we had, like, one chance. So we, we, we definitely asked for more shots. And we got all our shots in, like, the first 32 minutes or something like that. And then we had... I think I, think I counted it. It was something like 11 shots in the first 33 minutes and one shot in the remaining 57 
Some, I think it's my right, right there. That's kind no, of wild. But before, <laughs> but before you 56. move on, we move on to shots and move that on. That is to right, isn't it? Just about. But yeah, before you move on, <laughs> before you move on, fifty-seven is ninety. Yeah, yeah, you got it, man. Yeah, so before you move on to that Lacazette and all that other stuff, well, I'm going to go back to what Dan was saying because you haven't really answered my question. So what you said, Dan, is that we build through via wide areas. Which, Fair enough. Dan, which Dan? Please, 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 please. Well, Leo's oh, there for an let argument. Let me finish. Le- Leo's just there for an argument. That's all he's I'm not arguing with argument, anyone. Man. I'm simply... Hi- I mean, if you don't want me to highlight the points, I could jump off the pod. It's not oh, a problem. Wow, wow. But, like but a woman if, now. But, but, if, <laughs> but if, you, if you want proper analysis, then let me do my thing. You get me? Fire, right. fire, so, fire, fire so, away. Fire so, away. So, 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 Dan, you said we, we build via wide areas, yeah? That's cool. Fair enough. I agree. We do build via wide, wide areas 100%. But that's not what I asked. What I was asking was, do you feel like it's a specific instruction from Arteta for these players not to pass through the middle to Partey. Do you feel like Arteta specifically told them not to do that? That's different to saying, let's build via wide areas. Right? That's a different thing. Because you're still a player on that pitch. You're still making decisions, despite what Arteta says. Well, if you course. see Thomas they, Partey in space, you should pass to him, right? If you feel like Thomas Partey they, in space... At times they did, but the overwhelming theme of the game was building through wide areas. So we're passing more into the wide spaces and uh, especially through Jacka, and um, you can see on the passes they've received and I think I w- it was an instruction to go to Jacka and Tobias in the wide area this is how we want to progress the ball and we want to get the ball into Saka and then Tierney and then Bellerin to create from those areas and um, I don't think that the plan was to go to um, Partey for this so yeah I believe it was a, a specific instruction yeah you know what's interesting to me though right so like obviously Arteta um he keeps picking everyone bar Aubameyang in the centre-forward position, right? So my whole thing with, with the instruction to build via wide areas, then why is it so important that you have this person who you deem as, you know, the better on-the-ball player if your intention is to not progress the ball through the middle um, yes. remotely, right? So like Lacazette, from my understanding, right, Lacazette's role in this team is to be sort of almost a false nine and drop into the middle whilst the, the two wide forwards come into the into the space that he vacates, right? So it's like, if you're actually going over and above to, to pick Lacazette or pick an Inketia, um or a Willian uh, or a Joe Willock uh, centre forward instead of a Bamiang, to me, that says that you do want to progress play through the middle as well as through the wide areas, right? Which is why I'm saying that, like, if 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 that is the instruction, you would just play a Bamiyang up front, right? Because he's going to be the one who's receiving these crosses and receiving these balls from wide areas. So, like, this is what I'm saying. Like, I, I do fully understand your point, Dan, but maybe it's maybe it's Arteta that's not making sense. Do you yeah, know what let, I mean? Because because uh, what you're saying there would make sense, but. Ultimately, Lacazette is the only player in the final third ready to receive the ball on any sort of turn. Usually he doesn't turn. Usually the ball doesn't stick. But that is the, that is, that's the only player that is delegated by Arteta to play in this position. Because you can see on the average positions on the pitch, and when we watch the game, that they're all in the wide areas. And um, it just doesn't make sense, which is, why, which is why I'm so annoyed with the setup that he's um, currently, or the setup he did in that game, even the game before and the game before that. It was just he doesn't use enough or enough of the players that we potentially have that could play in those little pockets of space. And I think 
in order to really maximize our attack, um, and we we all know we, we we don't have the top quality in the attack as 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 many of our competitors perhaps. We we need to get a balance right, and Lacazette don't give us much through the middle. He doesn't give us much through um, um holding up the ball or anything. So Abamian can play centre forward. I don't see why he couldn't. And then obviously Saka has to play, so Saka needs to play. And um, you should then look at who can you complement with Saka and Aubameyang because those two are, I believe, our most potent attackers. And um, you can you can you can get in someone like Nelson. You can you can get in someone like even Pape. Like oh, I not like I'm a big fan. Oh, William, these players complement the attack better and by than than um, playing Aubameyang in the wide areas. I just don't see the point. And the player that plays in the centre doesn't seem to get the ball much as well. So um, you don't really get Lacazette in the game but he gets in the end of chances and he's not good at converting those chances. So actually he suits Aubameyang much better. If he's not much in the game and he just gets at the end of chances, surely that's better than him receiving it somewhat in the middle area um, on the far right and then having to play one, two to cross it in for Lacazette who doesn't even get on the end of the cross. It just feels very counterproductive to me. So I think the whole setup and the utilization of the profiles we have in attack doesn't really quite fit right now. And that's my main criticism. Support for this episode is brought to you by Mrs. Myers. A delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything we make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived ingredients, our cleaning products work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. So bring a little bit of the outside inside your four walls and bask in the wonder of a garden from the comfort of home. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Shop now at MrsMyers.com. Sure, but if we look at historically in terms of we've had what four managers now, every manager, even Wenger, played him up front and changed. He was left, he was wide left, he played him up front, he said, nah, changed it back. Emery hasn't played him up front, but Wenger has Wenger did it, changed him back. Emery played him on the left. Jungberg played him on the left. He played him up front for one game and you won we won the game, fair That's enough. Only game we won. Yeah, but you won the game, fair enough. But he only played four games, so it is what it is. Emery, yeah. Emery, Arteta yeah. now has come in and has played him again on the left. Yeah. I'm so I'm not saying that that's the correct thing to do, but when four managers have all said, mm, "Let's play this guy on the left," there has to be some underlying reason as to why they want to do it and why they don't prefer him to be up front. Yeah, but I think like people, I think there's, there's, there's Dortmund for as a striker for how many years though? That's, that's like yeah. that's lovely, that's lovely. But at Arsenal. Four managers have played him like wide yeah. left. I'm happy for Dortmund. That's and, great. And, and those managers are so successful. And I think like, they might not uh, have been. They might not have been. But there uh, must be. Not we're stupid, ignoring. Right? We're ignoring the elephant in the room here, though. Is that six months before we signed Abamyang, we signed another striker for fifty million pound mm. that can't not play. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. So like, he's been dropped for Eddie Nketiah. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa! This guy was dropped for Nketiah. But not not for any. Not but not for any. Um, not for any prolonged period of time. He's never been. How many games? How many games did Nketiah? Did Nketiah start? So my whole numbers. thing. My, my whole thing is. I don't think he's started that many. You know. My whole thing Let's is. Double check. I don't know. If if um. If we didn't have Lacazette, I be, I firmly believe that our team will be playing Abamyang up top. I don't think Nketiah. Not on that I think it'd be Eddie. You know. But maybe, maybe. But my whole thing is with this is that. I don't mind Aubameyang on the left. I don't mind him on the right, as long as he's getting his chances and as long as he's scoring, right? Or as long as the team is functioning well. Aubameyang played on the right when we went to Valencia 
um, and he scored a hat trick there. Right, no one was, no one had any complaints about Aubameyang playing on the right there because it worked well that night. Right, what we are seeing at the moment is that Aubameyang is not having shots. He's not getting on the end of chances. Um, we just gave him a three hundred seventy-five thousand pound a week contract. Who? At, Who has that contract? Aubameyang, right? That's, is that what, is that what he's being paid? I thought it was two hundred fifty k. No. Yeah, but it, in, and then bonuses can take him to be above Ozil's wage, isn't it? Basically, um, oh. so obviously, and, and Ketia started about four games in a row. Sorry, gone carry on down. So, so obviously, right? My my whole thing with this is, if Lacazette was and and this our, and our attack more generally was functioning, I don't think anyone would care about Abamming on the left. Look, he you almost got Prem top scorer playing from the left last season, uh, both under two different managers without a functioning attack, right? Without a functioning team. So the issue here is that Lacazette is not performing in his role as a number nine. He's just not performing, right? So you can't have it where you're playing Lacazette, a guy who, who's giving you consistent one out of tens. You have a Willian play false nine. You're having Joe Willock come on and play false nine ahead of your guy who is, he's, who's now your top earner at the club, right? Who is, who is your top scorer, who's your captain, playing him out of position. It doesn't make sense anymore. That's, you just can't justify it to me. You know, last year when he was scoring a lot, we, we said what he's doing is already mad. It doesn't look sustainable. And we, we're here now. It's dry. The goals have dried up because what we were doing was not sustainable. Aubameyang was basically Superman for like six months. So I mean, it does... it's a bit, I think it's a bit premature to say the goals have dried up after, what, like five it, games? Well, it's relax. Not... Again, again, it's like one of those things It's not getting where... any chances, Leo. I don't, I don't think it's an Aubameyang, it's, it's not an Aubameyang problem. Like, I don't, I don't, when you say, that, when we talk about the goals drying up, well, I think it's more indicative of, I don't think we're saying Aubameyang is, is finished as a player, but we're not getting him into... He had he, he had one touch in the area against Leicester. And we penned yeah, I mean, that's poor. Listen, that's penned poor. him in for the whole of the first half. Well, right. So <laughs> I, I completely understand that. But what, what I don't understand is why people people say that to me as if I'm saying it wasn't poor. It was poor. Like, there's, there's no denying it. It was bad, right? I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is we, we didn't go from creating 50 chances a game to creating 10. Under Emery, we weren't creating chances either. People are acting as if what Arteta has done. Hold on, hold on. Two seconds, two seconds, two seconds, two seconds. People are acting as if what Arteta has done has removed our previous amazing chance creation and now given us defensive solidity. That's not what's happened. There was no chance creation before. There still is none, right? He's just, all he's done is change the structure so that now you don't concede 30 shots a game, right? Now you concede two. You might lose one nil, but you're not scoring. He hasn't fixed the chance creation but there wasn't any chance creation before. What chance creation are people talking about when they refer to the chance creation that Arteta supposedly ruined? There wasn't any. Uh, when you kind of look at the Arsenal team across Arteta's reign and a lot of the goals that we scored, we don't score our goals from breaking down deep blocks. It seems to be that we're in transition and the opposition are also trying to attract us as well. And you have like, you know, Maitland-Niles in this position, Aubameyang on his inside channel position. So we're kind of like, scoring from fast breaks rather than breaking down deep blocks. And that's something that Mikel kind of has to learn. And that's sure. why... And, but my question to you, my point is, under Emery, were we scoring against deep blocks? Were we breaking down deep blocks under Emery? No. Right. Really. Right, okay. Right, so we weren't doing that I before. can't lie. So, no, on. No, one, no one played with a deep block against us. Under I was going to say. Because, because <laughs> we were so bad. <laughs> we were so bad that they felt like, you know what? We might as well go for it. Like, these lot are awful. So like, that's what they went for us. Right? We yeah. didn't, when we did face deep blocks, because we did in some Europa League games and things like that, we faced deep blocks. We didn't break them down. Olympiacos came to finish us calmly. 
with play. That was on the that was on the Arteta. We actually went. No, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But there was Ostersunds, for example, that played. Uh, was played. That some was Venga. That was Venga. That was Venga. Was that Venga? Yeah, Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been getting pammed for we've been for so long. I'm forgetting which manager it was. And that's the, that's the thing. What I'm trying to tell you, what I'm trying to say is there was no ruining of chance creation under Arteta. He did. I'd be more concerned if we were creating 50 chances, he came in, changed it, now we create zero, but we're really defensive. Then I'd be very concerned. But that's not what's happened. Point, though. I don't think that's the point that people are making. People are making the point of Ateta is looks like he's not finding the solutions in attack. And it's been like this for not just one game or two Right, games. and my counterpoint, and the, my counterpoint. Hold on, hold on. The solution he's attempting are very poor solutions. William falls nine. Um, trying to Enketi on the left wing. Over yeah, what was that all about? <laughs> and Nelson had probably apart from Saka, he probably had one of the best attacking performance from an individual player, player's point of view against Leicester. And he's not used them since then. It's just some of these decisions are baffling when we have such a problem in attack. He, mm. he, he, he tries to just kind of shoehorn certain players into the team and then doesn't use the solutions there, seem, seeming at least obvious. Because if he was trying the obvious solutions, people wouldn't criticize him, even if they don't work, because we're seeing that he's trying to find the right way or he's trying to find solutions with the right um, with the right pieces but instead yeah. we're seeing wild things like William Falls 9 and Katia left mid uh, we've seen Lacazette still starting through the middle then we've seen Aubameyang right wing now far right crossing to Lacazette it just it doesn't make sense and that's what okay. people are criticising okay no, alright alright and that's that's it, oh, the overarching point leads on to what I was talking about right so you're saying okay he's doing all these quirky things he's not trying the obvious blah 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 Again, fine. He's found a solution defensively. So defensively, we can all agree that Arsenal are a much better side, right? They're not getting panned 3-4. It's normally a one. Let us all make a mistake at the back. Leno, is that the back doing something crazy? Eight players at the back. Two seconds, my guy. Two (laughs) seconds, my guy. Calm down. I know you're on your period. Chill. It's all right. (laughs) It's okay. This guy, you keep mentioning Muna, man. You're going to get in a lot of trouble if you keep doing that. Nah, I don't mind. Let me get in trouble. That's that's between me and them. Don't worry about that. My what I'm God, Man United are coming to ruin us. Where they're five new what? up. <laughs> yeah, what? 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 Yeah, they're, they're five new up. By the way, yeah. So my dad just is texting me like crazy. Um, oh, what, what I'm what I'm saying is what I'm saying is that uh... yes, he's trying all these quirky solutions. <laughs> he's been in the job discounting COVID for about seven months, right? He's found a solution defensively, and now we can all see he's trying to find a solution attacking wise. We're going to say you're trying to hold on. COVID. <laughs> no, no, no. He found a solution defensively. <laughs> if he did, but he, <laughs> but he found a solution defensively, but, and he's trying to find a solution attacking wise. Our problem is that we don't agree with the solutions that he's attempting to the find. The problem is they don't do. work. Hold on, my guy. No, because you, you're taking too long. So, with hold on. So, what, you when you were talking for 10 minutes, I know one interrupted you. You weren't taking Relax, too long. Relax, guys. Oh, okay. Relax. All, right. All, right. All right. All right. Anyway. I was talking. No, I'm not finishing my point about anyway. Where are we going? <laughs> All right. Finish your point then. Finish your yeah. point. Cool. So, what I'm saying is, right, he's he should be allowed to have creative license. Whether you agree with the decisions he's making or not, and I don't agree with them. Let me get that out first and foremost. I feel the same as you. I do not agree with them. I said this very early on. But I understand he's a new manager six months into his first job. He's going to try some quirky shit that we don't agree with. If William went and scored two or three goals against City, you'd say, you know what? Fair play. He didn't. It doesn't work. You move on to the next solution. My thing is, I feel he will eventually find the right solution. Maybe not as quickly as we would like, but he'll find it. It's one if, of those if, things if, where he has to experiment. Leo, if someone, if some, if if the solution is staring you, bam in the face, yeah, is it? And is... yeah, 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 I think it is. I think it is. Okay. I think, I think, the, I think the solution here is you play a Bamiyang up front, and that is the be- that is the best solution that we have. That is 
staring you right in the face. Yeah. It's like, it's the most obvious thing. If you then have to then try seven, eight other solutions to then get to that solution that's then staring you point blank in the face, why should you have patience for that? Would you accept that in your workplace? Yes, that's what I do. That's my job. So the most obvious solution, you'd, you'd be happy with someone not trying the most obvious solution, trying yes. all these low, proba- low probability solutions. Yeah, but I mean, in my place of work, my place of work is a very bad example of this. In my business, that would be what you should do. In my, I don't in want my place you to of do work, you probably get fired if you don't do it, you know? Life. In mine, yeah. in my work. business, you wouldn't. Okay, right. but on in the football business, then do you think that's the right. right protocol? It depends, right? So what? Where, it depends what you want. From caveats, man. Hold on, man. Whoa. Caveat FC. Caveat FC. I'm not giving any caveats. I'm not giving any caveats. What I'm telling you is, is factual. It depends what you want from your side, right? So what we want from the side. Leo is a proper Tory, Arteta might be more focused on structure. When we want to see free flowing football, we want to be entertained. Arteta wants to win. Right, so the, it, it, he the way he feels that it might be the correct way to win might not be the same as what we feel, and we should allow him that creative license to hang himself if he feels like okay, cool, this is what I want to do. He does it, and by that, it doesn't work. Then he's hung himself. Right, he has to go. He, you live and die by the decisions you make. Let him make the decision. Let's see what he's about. That's all I'm saying. I don't agree with the. No, letting him make the decision. No one is stopping him. But no, no, no one. We got, we got, got no control. Because you can't stop him. Exactly. Right? So, but what my point is, people are saying, "Oh, Teta needs to go." I've had enough. No, no but none of like, us are. Though. Relax, man. What Dan said it today in the chat. What Dan, Dan said, you it said today. Today. He said what Dan? The Dan not right me. here. No, 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 German Dan, not Nigerian Dan, not Nigerian Dan. German Dan. I'm, I'm here. I'm very strongly criticizing him because I think the solution is very obvious what he should be doing. But he's refusing to do it. He's actually refusing to play Aubameyang up top. If you look at it, the amount of games he's managed, he's not played Aubameyang once up top. That is crazy when you think about that, really. That's actually mental because all the managers that have come before have at least played Aubameyang up top once. So that's very stubborn from attack to not do that when we have obviously a scoring problem and he's our most, most potent attacker. So... That is something that I strongly criticise. Then there's, I strongly criticise the Saliba utilisation and the treatment of him as well. So you're, you're having Holding and Mustafi clearly ahead of him in, um, in, the, um, in the packing order and um, not restri- registering them for Europa League games. Uh, it's, just, it's just buffling some of these things. And they're just stacking up. And then you have the, the Anketia left wing over Nelson in, in the Europa League game. Like, then you have the William Fools nine. Will I know you want to say the Ozil one as well, Dad. No, no, the, the Ozil one. Do you know what the thing is? That one is cut. That's done. That's 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 done. That's not a, that's not um a, a talking point anymore. It's, it's about the solutions he's finding now, and he's not getting to the right to the right area that we want him to. Because you got things showing things are the same or similar as me. He doesn't care about Ozil, so it's not just me think having these um, opinions and voices. There's other people that have that, and many people because the solution is or one of the solutions is quite obvious. And he's not tried it once. And that's mad. Mm. All right. I'm, I'm quite keen to get back into the game. Sorry, Dan. I'm quite keen. I, 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 that was quite a lengthy discussion. I'm quite keen just that to wrap things fall, up man. on the game. Because I think there's things in the games that we haven't really touched on. So obviously, in the first half, we, we made some chances and we didn't capitalise on them for one reason or another, right? Now, I'm interested to understand why we had such a, in relativity terms, why we had such a good first half but second half, we just couldn't do anything. So I think it's one thing saying, yes, 
Leicester did this, but what? What? Why were we unable to to adjust? What What happened? Does anyone have any answers to that? Um, I'll say. I'll, I'll say. Sorry. Um, I'll just say that the second half kind of summed up a lot of Arteta's reign, and I feel like, don't get me wrong, I love Arteta a lot, but in terms of on the attack, I feel like there's a lack of. How can I call it? Ingenuity from some of the players, which sometimes you can't put it down to Arteta. Because I'll say, other than, other than Saka, I don't really see any players that can make something out of nothing. So I feel like the key to our success will be where Saka plays. And I feel like if you put Saka in that midfield rather than on the wing, which I feel like is a better winger anyway, but for the sake of Arsenal right now, if you put him in that midfield, he's somebody that I think could possibly like break lines and then another issue as well is that you know ball retention for us is kind of poor sometimes in the wide areas and I feel like if you put somebody like let's say of Reese Nelson's profile I think you'll be able to hold the ball more in those um, inside channels better than someone like Bamiang would and I feel like just better like as we were saying before if you shift Bamiang in the, in the centre his movement's more like unpredictable while when you put him like out on the left, he's so much easier to read and he's just very like ineffective. So, yeah, I, that's kind of what I really feel. So, but, but then, but then, what actually? Oh, I feel then between. I also thought that their pressing, their pressing going, structure was very and then good. The second half, we saw. I know Louise obviously went injured. That was devastating for us, right? Like, um, <laughs> but the fact it, it shouldn't be as easy as. You know, okay, Louise comes off and we have one shot for the entire rest of the game. It, sh- it, sh- it, should- it shouldn't be, but that's what it is because that was our only plan for for, sco- for scoring, right? So, like, this is this, this, this what I'm saying. So, like, in, if you look at that half, we didn't create a chance other than a Louise ball over the top to one of the fullbacks and they crossed it in, right? There was no other method of chance creation. If you looked at the the Man City match, if you looked at um, our matches generally, we don't have a, a pattern of play for when we are in possession and the team is not pushing us high, right? There is no method of scoring goals when we have the ball, unless the team is pressing us and we can then pass it in, around them into the spaces that they vacate with their press, right? And that's been the case since lockdown and Ozil's not been in a team yeah so like we said it um throughout the summer that we needed both a party and an Awa right um to have to have a successful season and the reason we said that is because number one you saw it in the first half I know Leicester um wanted to play a deep block this that and the other but uh we were able to play much higher up the pitch because of Thomas Partey but we weren't able to do is build effectively through the middle of the pitch because we don't have anyone operating in the middle of the pitch. And we've seen it on occasion when Bukayo Saka finds himself there, we've been able to find him. We saw it against West Ham when he finds himself in those half spaces, he's the one that can play the ball in behind, right? We saw it against Sheffield United when Willian uh, was playing in the hole, he was able to, to, to link that play. We, will be able, we were able to make combinations on that right-hand side and we scored two goals, right? So for me, in, in our, our, and obviously, again, I'm not, I'm not counting the Fulham game because they're just rubbish. And so 
Um, I don't think we can really learn anything from that game. But in, in terms of the games where we've actually scored some goals, you can see that our goals have come from when people have been in those half, half spaces, right? And they've been able to link defence and attack, which is why for me, I think one of Willian or Saka needs to be playing in that hole or someone needs to be playing in that hole because I think Nelson and Smith Rowe can do it as well. Um, but obviously we don't know how ready they are for Premier League football, but someone needs to be playing there just to occupy players because Leicester were, were playing six midfielders this game, right? They, they were clogging up the middle of that park and they were saying, right, you can give, you can have it in the wide areas because we're just going to head it away with our three meathead defenders, probably a disrespect to Fofana there as well. So as soon as Louise came off, we didn't have... We didn't have any way of creating chances and we haven't had all season. Do, do you know what's quite scary about that is that in the games that you've mentioned, I think it actually physically took someone to break out of that kind of rigid structure we had. Like I'm thinking of the West Ham game. Literally, Sabayos said, fuck it, I'm going to run ahead of the ball for yeah, once. He did. It he took did, him yeah. 89 minutes to do it. Mm. But he said, fuck it, I'm going to do it. It took... Was it El Nenny playing that line? Was it the El yeah. Nenny who played the pass? Or... Yeah, against Vienna, yeah. yeah. Pass. And El Nenny making a run as well, like, but in behind. Yeah. What game was that? That was uh, Sheffield United. Sheffield United, sorry. That's the one I'm talking about. El Nenny. Oh, yeah. that, that, that one. It's, it's taken these, like... And I, and I don't know... It, this is what's confused me a little bit. I don't know if Arteta is telling them not to do this, yeah, which would be fucking scary in itself. Yeah, or or it's just taking these players too long to do it. And I, I'm I'm struggling to believe that because I, I I don't understand why then. All right, after eighty something minutes, a player is then gonna be like, do you know what? This isn't working. I need to take this on myself and 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 break out of that rigid structure. Sh- sh- why why is why was that not happening before? And why weren't we doing that against Leicester? Why why? Why didn't that happen in the second half? Why did no one take it by the by the bollocks and and just say fuck it? This isn't working. Let's try this. Is that how, how much is, how much does the players have to take the blame in that second half as as the coach does? I think the blame has always got to be split anyway. So um, while we critical of Ateta, the players are on the pitch, you know. So and they're following some of the instructions he's given, but they're not following them hundred percent all the time, are they? Like I know we said we're making jokes about Ateta, basically coaches every pass but the players are making decisions on the pitch but um, I do feel like we just lack that kind of fluidity and we lack the um, the, the the willingness to take risks um, in general so um, you described the Sabaya situation where he doesn't do that often he doesn't go ahead of the ball really ever for Arsenal um, so the moment he does it we're creating goals um, I just don't know if that is um, a distinct way of Arteta basically saying listen we don't want to do that we don't, we don't want to we don't want to have them. Um, we don't. We don't want to be caught in a counter attack, um, or the players are just not taking the risk that he wants them to do. Either way, is a poor display from both and um, from both coaching and the player side because ultimately, um, someone has to take responsibility, and they will always be the manager. So when the players do well, he takes he takes some of the praise, but it goes mainly to the players. But when the team does badly. The criticism will go to him. That's that's the that's the hard part of his job, I guess. But it just feels like we're not taking enough risk, and it feels like we're not occupying the right spaces. And mm. that 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 is clear, and we have to criticize. And I just hope he can find solutions. I think he tried the few solutions now. Um, Leo Leo has said he's tried a couple of things. He probably will try other things. I agree with that. He just needs to find this 
this chem this chemistry or the solution fast because we need to pick up some points, man. You mm. know what I find interesting um, as well is that I, f- I think that those moments where the players took the risks is when they've actually been in their most comfortable positions on the pitch, right? Because number one, I do think Arteta is getting his selections wrong because he's picking a lot of players out, out of position. Like Ceballos is most comfortable on the left side of midfield, but we rarely see him there, right? He's always playing on the, on the right side and he's not really used to, you know, sort of playing those passes from the right to the right, right? Which is why I think part our right side um, of attack suffers quite a bit. Um, again, against West Ham was the, like one of the few times where he's actually been found himself on the left side of the pitch and that's where he's most comfortable. So he is more comfortable, you know, sort of making that running behind. Um, against Sheffield United, that was probably the most balanced our attack has been outside of that um, Leicester game in the League Cup where you had Saka on the left, Aubameyang in the middle, Pepe on the right. Willian drifted over to that side. Aubameyang drifted over to that side. And then you had four or five players in that same area able to combine. And what I find is a lot of players are playing outside, out of position. So they are relying entirely on the manager's instruction rather than what comes naturally to them because it's not, they're not in an area of the pitch that comes naturally to them personally. So I, I feel like if you saw an actual balanced team, so you have a midfield free with Saka on the left side, um, maybe Willian uh, on the left side and then Saka uh, on the left or you had Nelson on the left and you had Ceballos playing um, uh, on the left side of midfield, Partey playing on the right side of midfield, you have Pepe on the right, Abaming in the middle. I think you will see better combinations um, because players are just more comfortable playing in those areas of the pitch because that's where they're, they're used to. Like, uh, like as, Dan, as Dan mentioned earlier, Nelson probably gave you one of the best attacking performances that we've had this season when he was playing in his best position. Do you know what I mean? Which is left left wing, and he was able to combine combine with Saka, who was playing left centre midfield. So I don't really understand why it's so difficult to just play players in the positions where they feel most comfortable. Because then I feel like th- that's the most likely avenue for you to get a cogent attack. This show brought to you by Quibbids. Looking for an incredible way to save big this holiday season on Apple AirPods, Samsung HD TVs, Keurig coffee makers, gift cards, and so much more? Then check out Quibids.com, a revolutionary online auction site where you can save up to 95% on your favorite smart devices, electronics, kitchen appliances, and more. So stop paying retail today. That's Q-U-I-B-I-D-S.com. Visit Quibids now. Harris, um... And Karis and Leo, I, I kind of already know the two Dan's thoughts on this. They're they're, they're quite worried by uh, what's going on. Karis, are you are you at all worried about Arteta and his management of the team? I'm kind of fifty fifty. Like I feel like Arteta is the right man for our long term vision and what we want to do. You know, he's set us up well defensively, given us structure. You could see that, you know, there is, there's a few patterns in the way we move. But the thing is that, you know, sometimes everything seems a bit too robotic. Like you guys said, that it feels like Arteta coaches the passes sometimes. So it's like, I just feel like some of the players need to come out of their show a little bit more. But then what I'm a little bit worried about is I'm not sure if these issues will be sorted out till we come to January. Because I know that 
I feel like when you play Lacazette, he's the only person that we have that can kind of give us presence in the middle. And he can't, he basically doesn't offer that. So I'm kind of like eagerly waiting for Jerry to see if somebody like Awa or Shabozlai comes because it's like, we just need somebody that can make something happen from the central areas and can just kind of have the ball stick to them. So I'm a bit worried attack side, but defensively we've been pretty solid to be honest. So like, if you've seen the way Gabriel's played, like in my opinion, he's been possibly top three centre-backs in the league this season. He's been a great common influence. Um, I'm a bit worried about Mustafi for Man United because you saw the way he got dragged out badly by Harvey Barnes and then you saw how the goal yeah. occurred in the end. So I'm hoping that I'm hoping that he doesn't play. Like I know it will be a baptism of fire for Saliba, but I'd rather Saliba go in there and make a mistake rather than putting Mustafi and knowing that he's already going to make a mistake anyway. Get well, it out of your head, mate. Saliba's not playing, mate. Saliba's not playing. Get it out of your head. It's going to be a back three, Mustafi, Tierney, and um, Gabriel. <laughs> that, that's what I don't, don't want to accept it, but I know it's going to happen. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my mind doesn't want to accept it, but so we just have to pray doubly hard that <laughs> we're okay on Sunday with Mustafi. But... He's going to have to pray five times yeah. that day. So defensively, being good, just attack wise. I'm not gonna lie, I'm 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 praying Mustafi pulls out with another hammy still. Like, boy, he listen, he'll play he'll play Xhaka there or something. He's not playing Saliba, bro. He's not playing Saliba. Get over it. Like, no matter what injuries happen, and I heard Holden's back in training as well. Ch- Ch- ain't Chambers back in training as well? It'll be one of them, man. Before Saliba, yeah, that's pictures of them in training. Saliba is ninth choice centre back right now, bro. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Leo, what about you? Without we'll recall Mavropanos from London. Say, say that again, Lewis. Sorry, without, be, without being a politician, are you worried? No, um, I was I was worried first. I was the first person to express worry, right? I'm still I, worried. I told you so much. And yeah, there we go. Yeah, 100%. Go I've got to get that in. I've got to get that in. Because you, man, you, man, have covered all the bases. Week. But, but, but... Um, I'm, I'm, I still feel the same as I felt three, four months ago. Exactly the same. I feel like his taste is very questionable in terms of players he selects and players that he chooses to buy. Mm. Maria, Cedric, all of that. F- fair enough. Gabriel and Partey, fair play. Got to give credit where credit's due. But besides that, it's been very questionable. I don't like how defensive the football is. I, I re- what I did really like was in the first maybe three or four games, the, the intensity of press. And that's mm. disappeared. I don't know why that's disappeared. He, he, I expressed concern with that at the beginning because I've never seen another top manager come in and do one thing and say, this is my philosophy, intense pressing, this is what I do. And then that doesn't work. It works for maybe 75 minutes and you're maybe falling short last 15 and you completely change to three at the back, Mourinho, Simeone style, let's, let's defend. I've never seen that before. I've never seen a successful manager do it. That's very concerning for me. The fact that he's so willing to abandon his philosophy so quickly, that was... That, that's very concerning for me. So I'm concerned for sure. But I also feel like we should give the manager time to hang himself if it's, if it's going to be wrong, give him enough time to collate enough data to say, you know what, he 100% is the wrong choice because over this period of time, he's been poor. I don't feel like it's the right thing to do six months relatively because of COVID into his managerial career for us to turn around and say, let's get this guy out. I don't think that's, a, that's the right thing to do. I don't have the exact quotes, but I feel like the reason why our shape changes a lot because if I remember from Arteta's press conferences, he kind of says that, you know, the players can't exactly do 
what he wants to do. So sometimes it forces him to be a bit pragmatic sometimes, which of course I want us to take more risks because that's kind I of think, like the way we've grown up. But I feel like he's trying to be a bit more, bit more pragmatic at times. I think that's absolute nonsense. I said it months ago when he said it and I'm saying it again. I think that's ridiculous. If you look at all the other top managers, look at Pep. When he first came to Man City and what he asked him to do, they couldn't do it. Like they were conceding goals left, right and centre. They could not do what he asked them to do. He didn't change. Right, he said, this is the way we play football here. If you cannot do it, we're going to sell you and buy other players. Simple as that. When Klopp came in, he did the same thing. He said, this is how we play football here. If you cannot do it, you will be sold and we'll buy new players. You can't then come in and say, right, I'm Arteta. This is how we play football. Oh, you can't do it. Cool. Let's, let's become Simeone London FC. Like, it, I, don't like that. I don't like that comparison, man, because I don't think he is Simeone. What kind of manager do you guys think Arteta is? Because I've at the moment, Atel looks a bit to me like an Allegri. Like, he's very, very structured defensively. And ultimately, I think we will, um, if he gets better quality um, in, the, in the final third, I think we can also score a lot of goals and they will be reliant on the, on the, on the quality of our attackers. But um, at the moment, just from the last six months, since he, he, he did that change from not being as pressing anymore, it just looks like an Allegri to me, you know? But I, I, yeah, sorry, go on, sorry. Yeah, but I, I was going to ask, what do you guys think? Because obviously people say Simeone and Jess, but I don't think you, you fully mean Simeone, innit? No, I'm, it's hyperbole. I'm not, I don't actually mean Simeone. I think he's quite unique in his... That's the maddest pronunciation approach. of hyperbole I've ever heard in my life, by the way. Sorry, man. I was, Hi- listen, hyperbole, I was a, hyperbole. I was, I was a, I was a, I'm Nigerian, man. I wasn't thinking, let, let, me, let me just enjoy my, my speech, bro. Why are you interrupting me? What's the problem? See this yeah. English guy come to do Brexit. Relax, man. <laughs> let me let me let me say I'm saying it, man. What's wrong with you? Uh, anyway, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I think he's quite unique in his application. I, I don't, I can't think of anyone top of my head that I can say, yeah, he's like this. He's very, very unique in the way he does things. Very a hybrid between a few managers. Mm. So yeah, it's, it's difficult to. I think there are similarities to Pep, hundred percent, because I think Pep has this robotic, um, this whole it, City are robotic. They're just very good at it. They're just very, very good at it. The thing is, as well, though, I don't think it's fair to say um, with the comparisons to Pep and Klopp because I do think Klopp is very pragmatic um, in the the, the way he implements his style. Um, And Pep also could do that because he he has a blank checkbook at City. So we've seen that he's been able to spend... Five hundred million pound on, on fullbacks, fullbacks yeah. alone. Do you know what I mean? So I do feel like if Arteta had the same um, uh, same budget, then he'd probably be able to do that. But you know, when you come to into that Arsenal job, you know you ain't got money. You know you ain't got um, ability to to free up uh, money through sales. So uh, like like what Klopp did, and I think what you'll find is Klopp um, from that. Uh, was it eighteen nineteen season when um, uh, when when they just missed out on a title? Their style did change um, a little bit to uh, nineteen twenty when they eventually lifted the title, and they they focused a lot more on being resolute. Um, but obviously, because of the fact that he'd um, you know developed that attack uh, for for a lot longer. Uh, in the previous two seasons, they were still able to combine um, and and score the goals that they scored, yeah. plus plus the players as well. They, I, they I, were I, definitely a lot less high octane. Yeah, they, I'm going to say. Sorry, I was going to say, I'm not sure. You know, I can't yeah, me too. I'm, yeah, I'm going to agree. 
No, no, because I, I, I think Klopp, um, he, he improved his game management quite a bit, right? And it wasn't, I think when he first joined, yes, it was gag and press 100% all the time, all the time, all the time. And I definitely do not think that the Liverpool team from 16-17 is the, it played the exact same way as they do um, in nine, last season and this season now because and you can tell that by the way they use Firmino the way they use their fullbacks is, is evolved and it's changed right based on the players that they have in the team so what I would say about Arteta is I don't think he has actually changed um, his style he's just changed the emphasis on what he's doing and I don't, okay. think, I don't think he's had enough time to work on those attacking patterns um, as much as he has to work on the defensive ones because that was the priority at the time. But, so I, I don't think this defensive solidity is ever going to go. And what I would like to see now is him try and develop some ways, very uh, varied ways of scoring goals. The thing, the thing is, these things can be um, developed simultaneously. I don't understand how you take six months to develop the defense and then six months to develop the attack. So and that's how has developed the attack and the defense very quickly. Actually, like we've, we've been defensively solid ever since he really made that change. So. I feel like he's had time to develop. Do, the do you think the attack is more of a personnel issue, though, Dan? I said, I said profiles, but I just think he maybe the way we apply it as well. Because I was looking at Brighton, I was looking at Leeds. These guys don't have the individual quality that we have in attack. Let's be serious. Like even even if we think Pepe is trash, if you think William is trash, we still have Saka. We still have Aubameyang. Like, those are like really really good players. But we, but we don't use Aubameyang. Exactly. So that's my that's my pro, that's my exactly my point. He's not he's not maximizing the I agree with that. ability. But say say someone like Bielsa, for example, okay, it's not I agree that you know as much as you know we complain about Pepe and Willian, uh, Leeds won't have the quality that we have, but for me it's not about quality, it's more about like profiles and you know how they work in relation to your system. And Bielsa's kind of worked with his um worked with his team with his um players for quite a few years until they got promoted so they kind of know where to move and where to be and I feel like it's more easier to coach a defence compared to an attack because I feel like a lot of attack takes instinct rather than drilled instruction if I'm being honest so I knew that when it came to the defence that'd be more of an easier job but in terms of the attack we've kind of been deteriorating since let's say 2017 maybe on the attack, like, you know, we're having less shots per game as the years go yeah, down. I'm, and that's something that won't happen overnight, really. Yeah, I'm going to go back to what Nigerian Dan was saying about the comparison between Liverpool, Man City and what we are now. Um, you have to remember the tenure, the amount of time, right? So you've you've highlighted the money that's available for those both those managers to spend. I'm talking about first six months. Those managers didn't spend any money, right? So Klopp came in December. He didn't spend any money. He had six months of playing his high-octane football the way he plays it. Whether, you, whether it worked, they were conceding goals, but he didn't care. He said, this is how we play football at this club. Right? You also mentioned the evolution of Liverpool, how they changed and how they use their fullbacks differently. And they, they, play, they even squeeze the pitch more now because they don't want their people to have to cover as much ground. Right? So they have made some tweaks. Those are tweaks. Right? The emphasis of their football is pressing. That's how they play football. Right. So sure, they can't do high octane for 90 minutes a game. People pull up with hamstring injuries and stuff. But the emphasis of his football is exactly the same and has always been the same. Right. It, it doesn't change. The same with Pep. He plays high and wide. He stretches the pitch. Or he does that regardless. He might play three at the back. He might do four three. He might put, take Sane out, put this guy in. But the emphasis of his football doesn't change. In my opinion, 
the emphasis of Arteta's football changed after about seven games. I agree. I've, 100%. I've never, I've, I've never seen a highly successful manager ever change emphasis like that and continue to be. I've never seen in my life. I, so. I, I, I think I think the emphasis has stayed the same. Personally, I think when he first came in, the the thing that we noticed most, like drastically was the fact that he made the defence more solid. Um, he he came in, immediately did that sort of two, two, three, five thing in attack, start attacking with the five channels. And you saw that against um Leicester. He was just doing it in a in a different way, using different players in the channels. But I don't think his I don't think the emphasis has changed. I think he, we probably misinterpreted what he was doing because of the way we were pressing high, this, that and the other. But throughout this whole period, we've been pressing high. Um, when post lockdown, post post lockdown, we scored we scored goals pressing high um, with Inketia. Um, but I think his emphasis has always been on um, defensive shape and preventing. Again, I, I disagree. I disagree with you. Us. Just because of what Arteta himself has said, they asked Arteta what his emphasis was, and he said he wants to dominate games. He wants to be progressive. He wants to be play the game in the final third, and he wants to press. That's what he did for seven games. I don't right? think we did it for seven games. Well, maybe less, maybe four, maybe I'm... I'm I don't think we did it. No, nah, well, we definitely did. It was, we, we, attempted we did it for half whether, a game against Chelsea. Chelsea, yeah, so United, we, Bournemouth. Yeah, Chelsea, United, Bournemouth was some. He attempted to do it in other games, was unsuccessful. And Bournemouth, we didn't dominate it. No, I don't, I don't think we dominated any of the games. What I'm talking about is the attempt, the intent, right? yeah. what they, the and team then, was trying to do. Whether it's successful or not is a different thing. But, but then, they tried to do that. In, in, in those games as well, though, in those games as well, though, yeah, what, if you think about the second half of all of those games, it's exactly the same as what we're seeing. Held off now. Yeah. yeah. What was different from what I want to ask? What was different from that Chelsea first half to what we saw against Leicester? Oh, I'd have to go back and watch that. I, I haven't yes. watched. I, haven't seen I don't see too many differences. Now. I don't see too many differences. We we, now, you know? we we played quite high up. We were right, staying in transitions. Game. Sure, but then that Leicester game, we also all admitted that it was um, refreshing. It was refreshing. We even said it on this pod, right? That that's what we more in line with what we expect to see. Yeah, that's, that's why I don't think I don't feel like he's, games. I don't. I wouldn't say twenty. Ugh, I wouldn't say twenty or so games. I, no, we ain't seen this in a while, you know. I we haven't seen that. In about, we've been calling for it. We haven't seen games. the performance the is, for the a while, but I don't know if it's. I, I, I we haven't seen the execution for a while. Hmm. And I think I think the main difference is Mesut Ozil is not in the team anymore, right? Um, I don't think get, it, don't get Dan started. I'm not. I'm not. And the thing is, it's not even about. And it's not even about. It's not even. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, it's not even about. It's not about him as an individual for me. Um, it's not about him as an individual. It's about having someone operating in 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 those positions. I think uh, that's the main difference that you're seeing pre and post. I don't think he's changed his. Um, his his well not his emphasis, but I don't think he's changed his style or his his uh, his philosophy. I don't think that's changed at all. I think I disagree. I disagree with you. I think the I things that he wants to do have remained the same. But oh yeah, I agree with that. Fair, fine. But but I feel like with the profile and the personnel, he's decided right. We're not going to be be pressing from the front all the time, mm. right? Because even what game was it? I think the Man City game. We were. We were very medi- mediocre, yeah? Um, the Liverpool game as well. I think the Liverpool game probably is a better example of this. We were very mediocre in the first half. Second half, we tried to press them high again. So that is a tactic that he's had, but it wasn't very effective. And he mentioned it himself. 
when you try and press them high, they've got that 60-yard ping from Van Dijk to Salah to, to break your press. So it yeah, and, so, and so do we, by the way. He, he, he forgot to mention that. He forgot to mention that. <laughs> that was acting like Van Dijk is the only one that can spray past 60 yards. Yeah. Well, Mustafi fucking can't do it, can he? Hey, listen, to be fair to Mustafi, he did it a couple of times, but that before he got oh, injured, okay. he was sp- he was spraying them diagonals. Oh, he, I don't like him. I don't like him. I don't like him, but he was doing it. You can't, you can't take that away from him. Mustafi's passing isn't, isn't that bad. Um, oh, no, it's terrible, Dan. No, it's not. Do you know how many, do you know, is he no chipped balls yet? Yeah? That he tries to do, where he, where he, you can see, you, he's trying to put the backspin on it. Never gets the backspin. It just it bounces and just spins off for a, for a goal kick. The amount of times I've seen it, uh, Karis, you do compilations, right? Yeah, yeah. Please, can you do a compilation of Mustafi's forward passes, please? Because <laughs> I, I need, I need listen, to man, see. Hey, listen, Mustafi, Mustafi's hit a couple. He even hit There's one in the Leicester game. Mistakes, he hit one, he hit one, one sweet dag to Saka in the Leicester game. He does it sometimes. Yeah, well, one in, one if in you, eight, mate. If you do a collab, even with Pe- like Pepe, if you do a Pepe collab, you see him spinning guys left and right. But if you watch Boy. the games, it's a mad thing. That's that's what Mustafi's like. Yeah, 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 and exactly, and that's my, my that's my overarching point. Anyway, guys, look, we, we we've spoken quite a lot. I'm I'm quite keen just to do some listeners' questions and wrap this up, right? So, um, I'm going to go through the listeners' questions from our some of our patrons. So, um, Thierry Twenty One, he asks. Uh, so we've spoken a little bit about how Partey was bypassed in the game, but um, he says no. He says, what do you guys think about the way Partey was bypassed in the game? And knowing now that Arteta maybe isn't it attack-wise, should we have signed Awar instead? Man, man, I talk, man, man, I'm thinking, are we regretting the Partey signing already? Fuck it out, lads. So what, what do you guys think? Do you think the, uh, based on that game, <laughs> based, on, uh, based on the way Partey was bypassed in the game and the fact that we are struggling going forwards, should Awar be, ha, have been prioritised? What do you guys think? Um, Dan, Niger and Dan, you're off mute, so I'll go to you first. We just, we needed both, man. We needed both. That was just my, that was what I maintained throughout the summer, what I'm still maintaining now. Um, I firmly capped the window at six out of 10, even when we got party, just because I knew it wasn't going to be enough. Um, I didn't expect Ozil to be excluded from the team, but I expected him to, to not be effective basically. Um, so either way, I anticipated that we would be struggling like this because we were struggling like this uh, at the tail end of last season um, against Spurs, against Aston Villa. Um, he didn't thought, play them games, by the way, but I, continue. Yeah, I, know, I, know, I, know, I know he didn't. I know he didn't, but... Um, uh, I love I know, how Dan knows every single game. <laughs> <laughs> I know he didn't. know what they were... Contribution. How, how, many, how, many, how many assists has Ozil got in the last two years, Dan? Same as Sir Bias, mate. <laughs> 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 well, not bad. One, one plays right wing back, one plays uh, as 10. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, so we got here. <laughs> yeah, we knew, we knew it was coming in it. So, um, I, I think we need to go back and invest on that, that player um, in, in January if Smith Rowe and Nelson are not it because we can't do this for another seven, eight months, man. It's just not going to run. Mm. Even if they aren't it, there's just too much pressure on them anyway. So I feel like it's imperative that we get somebody that can operate in between the lines in January. Because if you put a gun to my head and said, would you get a party or a while? Even though I agree we needed both, I would have probably gone a while. Because I feel like Sabas could kind of like 
obviously he's nowhere near as good as Partey, but he can kind of fulfil some of his qualities. And I feel like we needed somebody more in between the lines to combine, do give and goes. Because I feel like Saka's the only kind of player that can do that. And that wasn't really enough. I think I think we still made the right choice with the Partey thing. Because I think there yeah, are more think. solutions in the squad for an Awar than there are for a Partey. We, we lacked true, so much yeah. athleticism in midfield that I couldn't bear another season. Of us going Xhaka and Ceballos, like I, <laughs> it's, <laughs> <what> it's, <laughs> it, you know what? Be too much, man. So I think we've got. I think we we've got. So I'm not saying they are the solution, but we've got solutions in the team that can be kind of, you know, uh, quick uh, short term fixes, you know, and maybe can do half jobs. And I think Saka, I think Saka can have a big future doing that kind of Awa type. Um, role, yeah. and I think we need to capitalize on it. I think I think we need to stop messing about with Willian out and out wide. I think we should probably just play him centrally. He's another kind of short term fix. Obviously, not going to be as good, but I think we probably see Willian's best stuff playing centrally. Um, so yeah, I I think we probably made the right call, but obviously I. I've, you know, I'm I'm not going to disagree and say we don't need both. Of course, we needed both. So, um, do you know what? For me, it depends on. I'm going to give another politician's answer here, but it depends on how Arteta intends to use Partey. Because if he uses Partey, the president the way, of Nigeria. If if <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, if <laughs> Bahari is it Bahari? Right, that's that's what we're calling you from now. My on. guy. But if if. If he intends to use Partey the way we've been seeing him, well, we've seen him use him over the last game in terms of like a defensive, the octopus in quotes style defense, um, defensive midfielder, then we weren't conceding many goals defensively before he came, right? So if that's all you're going to use him for, then you might have been better off going with our. If he uses the type of Partey that we know and we've seen at Atletico and, we, and uses his qualities to the maximum, then I, prefer, I think we made the right choice. So it just depends on our tendency. How he's utilized. Yeah. In, it's, in hard, it's hard to see. It's hard to look at, at the moment, isn't it? We've had one one game. No, but he's played two games, right? Partey's played two games. But he was a lot more expressive in I didn't feel like we missed him out in the in the in the game, in the Europa League game. I felt like we played through him. Zaka didn't play. Yeah. 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 That's a good point, actually. That's a good point. All right. Uh, second question. Um <clears throat> H Suthers. Uh he says, uh, when fit again. How do you think Arteta will use Martinelli and how does that compare to how you guys want to see him being used? I'm a bit concerned about this simply because... He won't use him. I'm a bit worried. He's warming the bench. I'm a bit worried because um, I don't like how Arteta has utilised the youth already. And also, I know it's hard to tell whether it was injury-based or not, but he's only started three league games under Arteta. I think it was and, injured at Portsmouth, if I'm right, or in training. Can't remember either one of them. But but then but then he was on the bench for four games, in the league, before he it got was, the injury. From memory as well, he played him on the right hand side when he started, as well. So uh, that I don't, Burnley, I don't, I don't, I don't the want Burnley be, game in it. Yeah, the Burnley game. Yeah, I don't want to be seeing any more of that either. Fucking hell. It, 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 it could have been a niggle though. It could have been. He could have been bothering him. But not bad enough for him not to play. So I said, "Sorry, cool. If we need you, we've got uh, you on the bench." But it Could just sounds been. like I'm, a coincidence I don't know. I don't know. that you have a bad game against Burnley, 
and then he's kind of like banished. Yeah, I I'm not, I'm, we have to see if Arteta's true to his word because I remember some quotes where he was asked about our depth in the left wing and striker position, and they were asking, you know, is are Abaming and Martinez strikers or wingers? Mm. And they were like, you know, Abaming and Martinez are both centre forwards. But they're having to fill out on the left because of you know lack of depth and stuff and Saka filling that, out. That guy's words in the mud, mate. Oh, but then we we'll have to see if he's true to his word and still says that Martin is a centre forward or not because he also prefers to play on the left. So it's kind of like we we'll have to so where, see. Really, where would you like travel, Martinelli? Central for sure. I feel like he's got the depressing. I think he's the possibly the most fittest player in the squad to do whatever pressing Arteta wants to do. He's got decent link up play. And, you know, he's a great finisher, so I feel like we have to put him central. Mm. Does anyone want to see him anywhere other than centrally? I actually don't mind him on the left. Um, I think, I think same as Aubameyang, I don't actually mind Opera on the left, providing you're going to put yes. him in positions where he can be useful and get into goal-scoring positions. I don't care, because... Salah, you know, Salah can score 30 goals from the right. You know, Mane the same. Aubameyang's done it. Martinelli can do it. I don't really care. It's, the, the, the position on the pitch that they start in doesn't really bother me too much as long as they're getting into goal-scoring situations. And, and that's what's bothering me so much about Aubameyang because it feels like at the moment, the only way he's going to get into goal-scoring positions is if he's up front. Yeah, so, yeah, that's a big problem. With Martinelli, I'm not too fussed about where he ends up long term because I think he's a shooter, and that is never going to change. You know, where regardless of where he's on the pitch, he just needs to be put in a position where he's going to get those chances to shoot. And um, have you, left wing, right wing, up front. See, have, you man, that, have you man just seen? Sorry to interrupt you, bro. Uh, have you man just seen the what's what's been popped into the group? So apparently, Arteta in his press conference has indicated that he's going to play Oba centre-forward, mm. that he's really strongly considering it. And he's something about Saliba as well is also in there about Saliba's usage in the squad and stuff like oh, that. Oh, that boy's so, waking up, huh? So, mm. it's, so right, he's right, you know, right. shouting so loudly we're doing, that... We're doing the Lord's work on this podcast. Um, honestly, <laughs> he said, this is... This is the, sorry, Dan, let me just read out the quote. He says, all right, so he says, our turret has indicated there's a very strong possibility that he will move Aubameyang centre-forward. He f- adds that he feels really bad to have left Saliba out of the squad, particularly after Mary suffered the setback. Saliba is, however, in a much better place. Interesting. Very, very interesting quotes because that alludes to the fact that Saliba obviously wasn't in a great place. Oh, okay. That's what he meant. So maybe he was talking, you know, I mean, I still feel the whole leaving out of Europa League squad was just ridiculous. Um, It's management, yeah. But, you know, let's see, man. It's it's interesting as well because with this Mary setback, does that mean he basically can't play any of the group group matches, but he, he was registered? So they registered Mary ahead of uh, Saliba when Mary was is injured up until January. Is this what happened? Yeah, that's what that's that's my understanding of this. That's, that's actually a madness. That's gross. It's crazy. Boy, see now, see now for that. Get sacked. See for that. <laughs> you get fired. Um, it's where I work. If you do that, you'll get fired. Fire someone. Fire someone. Fire someone. Um, yeah, but that is an interesting. That 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 even seems like he's been pressured into doing it, yeah. Or finally, he's found the solution. No, I but... think Wenger picked up the phone and told him, "Yo, my guy, <laughs> the streets are talking right now. You know, <laughs> you, need to, you need to do something, my guy." And he's woken up. Um, but... What's what's so mad about that is that if he does it and it works, 
he will get none of the credit because <laughs> everyone will be like, nah, we told you two months ago. He's going to get no credit whatsoever. So Damn, he, 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 don't deserve, he don't deserve credit, bruv. Why are you, you playing Will- Willock? Joe Willock is coming on to play false nine instead nah, of a Bamiyang. This, this is he, he outrageous. Some credit, man. You, are you not forgetting what Emery was? Bro, Arsenal was in the mud, conceding 35 shots to Watford. Watford in the championship now, you know? Watford are in the championship. 30 plus shots. You stop that. You have to give him credit for it. You can't yeah, yeah. deny he quite stop that it. Last game of the season, Watford, Watford in the second half gave us some... Last game of the season. Don't worry about that. We were on holiday, <laughs> man. We were on holiday. <laughs> You're on holiday. I, uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Look. So Arturo and William Princely was progress behind the scenes. He's in a much better place. He's feeling a lot more confident. His language is, uh, what does it say? His language is improving, and he's starting to understand much better what we're doing physically. Things are progressively getting better and better. I mean, that's the kind of things we wanted to hear, isn't it, lads? So, yeah. Well. So can, um, you, can you not stop crying in the group now? No. Because one, one no, thousand no, no, messages no. a day. Relax, man. <laughs> yeah, I need. I need to see. I need to see us slap at least three goals past Dundalk tomorrow. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> fucking uh, Dundalk. Dundalk. Uh, minimum three. Minimum three. Otherwise, I'm not. I'm not. I'm still not. I'm still not over it. AKNMC yeah. says, "Can you get Meza on the pod since he's no longer involved in any of our active squads?" This I'm telling you, we're, we're trying to utilize German Dan's contacts as much as we can. He's got he's got scouts in all parts of Germany <laughs> trying to track this guy down to to get him on the pod in it. But yeah, it's uh, we'll, we'll try a big man, but I, I'm not too sure about it. Um, that guy Daryl, he asked, "Why is Arteta so reluctant on giving some of the young G's chances when a few of them have the necessary profiles to help us attack?" What do you think that is? The whole reluctance to use youngsters because like you said you guys have talk, spoken about the rapid vienna game you know uh, maybe he just wants to get points on the board but even still like would we not have been able to get points on the board with yeah. some of the youngsters playing you, i think that's a values experience you know he does yeah. if you look at the players who we signed as well i think he values experience quite v- a bit. values experience and then doesn't actually use it cedric being, <laughs> namely being one cedric, of them mary villian um Will, Willian hasn't, does, yeah has Willian started the last couple of games he's been injured Oh yeah, he's been injured. Obviously, yeah. we've been playing, I guess. So, but you have think... to also understand. Sorry, sorry, Dan, go on. You no, go on, go on. Go on. I'm just thinking Valis' experience. That was my only point, really. Yeah, uh, he he does also use youngsters, but they're just established ones. So people like Saka are in the team. He uses in Kettia. Those are all youngsters. For for, but for the end of at the uh, when Saka signed his contract, we didn't see Saka. Yeah, it was for a few games we didn't see him. You're right. Yeah, no, it's longer than a few games, Leo. Leo, but, like, no, I, I don't know. A few, a few is just an ambiguous term, though. What do you mean? Longer than a few? <laughs> a few, a few <laughs> is an ambiguous term. It just means more than one. It just means more than one. What are you talking about? So yeah, so yeah, Sack, we didn't see him for a few games. We but and Ketty's been in the team replacing. Can you imagine being Leo's girlfriend, bruv? Never wrong. Never ever ever wrong. Are you Gabriel? He was only talking to a few girls at the time. Right, right. What, what, but, but if you could, if you could be more than one. <laughs> oh my god, you guys! Man. So there's there's youngsters in the side. It's just not to the left against people like Rapid Vien. Come on, man. Like, Lewis, I hope I hope you're taking notes for when you when your girl tries to get you, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you, when you when your girl's like kicking you in the neck, you can use some of this politician tongue, bro. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna edit that part out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. Say no to domestic abuse, guys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, going back to the young youngsters. Um, so you, what you think is just a, you know, he values experience and um, 
that he thinks he can get more out of it. Do you think the experienced players, you know, maybe they listen to him more? Is, is that what it is? Because I felt like you see that game, the one game that he did play the youngsters against Leicester this season uh, 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 in the League Cup, sorry. That was the most entertaining game I've seen this season from us. And I know it was two weak teams against each other, but I, di- I didn't feel like that team played with the same rigidity and the same structure that he's been implementing into the Premier League games. And I wonder if that's something to do with it, that maybe these kids are a lot more like, you know, they've got a lot more free, free balling attitude about it. I don't, I don't know. Is that maybe, could that be something? Arteta's probably sick after the game. <laughs> he was like, yeah, yeah. He was, all, he was all, these, all these kids human. livid after their game. Yeah, 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 I can I, see it. I can just see yeah, it. They would never play in the game. Sasha says, would you be inclined to give Nelson a chance either on the wings or in a 10, seeing as Pepe and William are either useless or stupid or both? I might, I might add to Sasha. What are we saying? Is Nelson? That, was it, what, Nelson? Yeah. Uh, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. No, me neither. <laughs> I would try it still. I would. I, I think him and Saka linked up well in the Leicester game. Um, I'd like to see that combination um, on the pitch again. Them two playing together on that on that left hand side, and um, I, f- I think it would be good to see them two playing and Aubameyang through the middle. Um, I, it would encourage me to think that we get them be- better attacking positions more often because um, they actually play with each other and play one twos and run around. <laughs> so um, I do. I would like to see it, even if even. Even though I don't rate him as highly as some other people, I think he's definitely talented. Um, uh, sometimes the application might, might have been missing, but he's definitely talented. And I think he deserves a chance from the way he played against Leicester. And, he, and he's not been given one since then. I wouldn't say he deserves a chance, but rather than like his profile is something that we could look at and something that could benefit the team. Yeah. Because I saw some stats that some Twitter account put up and they were comparing the whole Arsenal squad and looking at ball retention stats. And Nelson figured at the top of the stats for ball retention, and that includes all the players like Ozil and everybody else in the squad. So that tells you a lot about what he can kind of bring to the left wing or even the 10 positions. So I feel like it's just something that Arteta can try and experiment with and see if that helps us to be more fluid on the attack. Because you saw how he combined a Saka against Leicester. It was good to see. So I just kind of want to see more of that and see where it takes us. Mm. I, think as, I think as well, it just adds a bit more competition because this is one of the things that I hated under um, Wenger was that he had his favourites that would play and when someone was performing badly, they would still guarantee to start the next match. So like there was times where people would just be on goal droughts, but they'll still start. And what are you saying? Drop Aubameyang? <laughs> Not him, but uh, maybe some of the other duds that we've got um, playing in the flanks. But I, d- I just feel like if, you know, last season, I think, Lacazette benefited from a bit of competition from Enketia because he was in some terrible, terrible, terrible form. Um, he was dropped from the side and then I think he scored a few times um, as a substitute um, towards the end of the season last year. So I just feel like if Williams playing, playing badly, like just hook him for a match or two, you know, to give one of these youngsters a try. And I do feel like I do feel like maybe they're just not good enough because for me, when Arteta first came in, he wasn't reluctant to throw um, Nelson in there uh, to bench Pepe. He, I think Nelson started a the few Chelsea big games. Game, was it? Yeah, started the Chelsea game. I think he started Arteta's first game. Started, started Emery's first league game. Yeah, because everyone thought he was going to be like his Sterling project. And then uh, now he's like nowhere yeah. to be seen. <laughs> exactly. So so I do, I do feel like 
if if they were good enough, as you see with Saka, they would be playing play minutes. So um, I know Nelson's had some injury issues as well. So I don't know if that um, is a factor. But um, mm. for me, I, I just I don't know. Maybe it's just the quality is not quite there for him to be getting as many minutes as we would like. I feel like Nelson really wants to make it though, because I saw several quotes today where Arteta was talking about Reese Nelson, and it was saying that you know Arsenal wanted to loan him out, but he decided that no, he wants to stay, he wants to work for his place, and even Arteta himself said that you know he's working hard in training and will give him the chance when he sees it as fit. So what I'm hoping is that we don't see it in Ketia left me again, and we just put Nelson in, and hopefully he proves that you know he is Arsenal quality and that he does deserve to play for us. Yeah, I think I think tomorrow's a good opportunity for him. Hopefully he starts. And if he you know, if he if he takes it and plays well, then he should I think he should. I'm I'm all for meritocracy, man. I'm all for it. If you play well, you keep your shirt because no one is performing well at the moment. So no one really deserves to keep their shirt, you know. Uh got a question. Oh, Kyrie G, we've done your we've done your question already, but thanks for the question anyway. Aaron Free K. We'll fin- we'll finish on this question, guys. Aaron Free K. He asks, uh, Karis, you might be good at this one, actually. Are there any realistic attacking options we can sign in January? Obviously, you mentioned uh, the set-piece merchant, Sabozlai. I know you're probably not going to like that comparison, though, but I'm joking. He's, he's not really a set-piece merchant, but I think people overestimate his like cre- his creativity. Um, I agree. But- I thought Awa's better fit. You think Awa? But- is there anyone else that we could be potentially looking at? Uh, Maybe. It- I feel like Arsenal prioritised one of those two in January. But then if we're talking long-term, I feel like we might need another forward that could possibly play out wide or down the middle. So I think of someone like Rafa Leal from Milan looks really good. Mm. Like, he can play centrally. He can play off the wide areas. He's got power when he's driving with the ball, skill. He's a very complete player and can play across the front line. So for me, that'd be my top target if we could get him. Cool. Guys, uh, what about you, you guys? Any realistic attacking options we can sign in January? I don't really consider that Awa realistic because is that agent fee the just going to disappear fee, yeah. or, or what? I mean, yeah, is, his I brother, is his brother suddenly going to stop asking for that amount of money? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, how's well. it going to work? Arsenal have the money to pay it. They might just decide, you know what, fuck it. Let's just, let's just pay it. <laughs> like, they, they could, they could. Is that to them? But it's asked more than what Minerola would ask for, which is just, it's just crazy, honestly. So I don't think any top team would go and pay their agent fee just like that. I think you could get you can get an older guard. I think if you if you wanted him and you went to Madrid, you can get him. He's not playing. He's oh, injured, playing. isn't he? He's injured, though, isn't he? Oh, is he injured? Oh, okay, I don't know. I don't know, maybe. But I, I think you can get him. I think if you put the, the correct bid in, I think he's someone you'd be able to buy. Iga okay. Tyron, uh, I heard mentioned a lot. Would you not take a more experienced player on loan? Uh, like, well, no, like who? I'm like not who? interested. I don't know. Like, is, is, Isco... Would you take him for six months? Nah, uh, I'm not interested. Because I, <laughs> I would actually, I would because he's. He, I would if it's for a loan for six months, I would take him. Like if if we if we if if you could guarantee me an Awar type in this next summer, yeah, I would take an Isco in Jan because he's going to improve us. Listen, I I was on Twitter saying bring Ben Afra, man. We need someone that can work between relax, relax, <laughs> relax, my guy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. At this moment in time, I just take any quality between the lines just to. Is to Ben Afra even quality? Because, ben Afra or Pepe? It's wild, bro. I don't know the the, the compilation. The compilation I the compilation I saw of Ben Afra from the weekend. Boy, Pepe Pepe was getting me. 
that, yeah. It was, nah, uh, see, the thing with Ben Arfa, he'll, he'll do that one weekend, and next weekend he's he's sleeping in the game. Yeah, we've already got, got too many players like that, man. He's not interested. The, the thing is with, with someone like Isco, yeah, it's like I know he's not really been playing that much for Real Madrid. And I look at someone like James Rodriguez, right, who people were saying is finished, mm. etc. Mm. And then he's come into this league and he's literally it's so easy. All out of control, yeah. I feel like someone like Isco, because of his actual quality. He, he would just lift us a little bit and, mm. and he would def- he definitely can play that sort of connection role, even if his own like end product is not really there in terms of goal scoring. But I don't know. I, it, I, do, yeah. I do agree with that. And I also think that the way the Premier League is, I think there's, there are some old quotes from David Silva basically saying, when I came to this league, there's just so much space between the lines. And if you have a player that's very technically proficient and it's got top quality, Isco does have this top quality, just not really played much and not played well for Madrid, to be honest, and it's not really worked out for him. But um, I do think that quality don't really go away, um, which is why I also said Draxler, because I, f- I think there's space between the lines. Um, if, we, if we have a good and coherent system and find these players consistently in those positions, then, then they can be good for us. And um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to and taking someone alone for six months just because we really starved the quality right now. But if I was, if I if I had twenty five million to spend, I would um I would try the Sabozla guy or I would try um Hamid Junior Traore from Sausulu. I'm a really big fan of him. I think he's a player that um pretty much does everything that we want an attacking midfielder to do: drive with the ball, pass, um also gets into the goals um every now and then. So very good player he's got he's got he's got the he's got the pmp that you want um i think he's a very very very, very talented player i think i bang on about him a little bit too much in the group maybe but um this is the type of player that he'll go somewhere play really well and then go for a lot of money i think he'll go somewhere from sarsula and go for really big money and this is the time where we should be picked this is when we should be picking these type of talents up and instead of overpaying later at a later date Fair enough, man. Fair enough. All right, guys, let's uh, let's wrap it up there. It's been quite a long pod. Uh, Leo, Karis, thanks for coming on, guys. It's, it's, it's not, it was nice to have you on. No worries, no worries. Having me. No problem at all. Uh, Dan, I would I would thank you, but I'm not, I'm not going to. <laughs> well, well done for doing your jobs. <laughs> yeah but guys uh any any interesting talking points just uh feel free to add us on touchy gunas um follow afc underscore caris am i getting that right yeah we're getting it right it's good. yeah we're getting it right leo do you want people to follow you nah i'm cool bro i'm relaxing um i thought, thought man was gonna give his instagram <laughs> no, no i'm cool i'm cool i'm cool i'm cool i never use instagram like that but yeah i'm cool i'm cool you sure yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah cool, cool, cool. But yeah, uh, be, for, be sure to follow us on Touch on Touchy Gunas. And um, yeah, we'll be back uh, sometime this week with a Patreon piece and a normal podcast will be back next week as well. Take it easy, lads. Ooh, to 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go. And here's Ozil. Lacazette. Ozil! Baby, welcome to the party. I'm off the Myers in the lead. That's why I'm over retarded. That's why I'm over retarded. Baby, welcome to the party. Huh? I hit the boy up and then I go skating around. Baby, welcome to the party. Pick some of that. Give me lit. Gun on my head. One in the head. Send in the clip. Send in the clip. Baby. Baby, don't trip. Baby, don't trip. Just lower your.
This holiday season, it's all about the bedroom. And Casper's Black Friday sale has up to 30% off everything you need to make your bedroom your happy place. Only Casper mattresses are made with 86 supportive gel pods to align your spine and eliminate aches and pains. And Casper bed frames are made from the highest quality materials. Give the gift of a better bedroom. Save up to 30% during Casper's Black Friday sale on now at Casper.com. Terms and conditions apply. See Casper.com slash terms for more details. Sports Social Podcast Network.